Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. As you know, on this podcast, we talk about all the challenging things in life. My guest today has found a way to speak with our children about all these challenging things too. Her name is Devin Tomiak, and she has worked with Dr. Amy Engelman to develop the Biggies Cards, an innovative research-based take on family conversation cards for elementary age kids. Devin is a suicide survivor turned youth resilience builder. Her mission is to make it easy and fun for parents, teachers, and caregivers to have big discussions about social, emotional concepts with children. I think this is a must-listen for parents and anyone working with children to gain tips on how to have these challenging conversations. Also, I do want to post a trigger warning. There is talk of suicide within this conversation. Please enjoy this conversation with Devin Tomiak. So welcome, Devin, to the podcast. I'm happy to connect with you today. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm so happy to be here. Great. So why don't we start with you providing a quick overview of your background? Sure. Um, Before I get going, I do want to give a trigger warning because my story includes talk of suicide, which I know can be emotional for people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to throw that out there. And please interrupt me, Sarah, at any point if if I start to ramble. Okay. (laughs) So seven years ago, I lost my youngest brother to suicide very unexpectedly. He was a very loved, supported, successful, well-adjusted guy with a close-knit family and a gazillion friends. And so when he died, it just really ripped the rug out from underneath me. You know, losing someone dear to you is obviously traumatic, but I also experienced this kind of existential crisis, I, I'd like to say. Um, you know, you think when someone has all the support and resources that my brother had, when someone has all their ducks in a row, you think suicide couldn't, you know, couldn't be an option. You don't, it's like you kind of don't put them in that bucket of someone who might die in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but life is weird. And even those you believe to be immune from suicide aren't necessarily. And my brother's death just kind of undermined my whole sense of security, my faith in my own judgment, um, my trust in others, my trust in the world. I just felt terrified that if this could happen to to my brother, what was keeping it from happening to others I loved, right? Mm -hmm. So I ended up on this personal quest to understand, you know, to understand suicide, to understand why it happened to my brother, to understand why bad things happen to good people, you know, all of this. And I was reading and I was researching and I was soul searching and I was listening to podcasts and I was doing anything that would help me make sense of what had happened. So um, let me just give a side note here, by the way. So this was all kind of going down in the background of my life because day to day I was I was momming. I had a three-year-old son and then I gave birth to my second son four months after losing my brother. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So we've got a lot going on. Right. And yeah, exactly. You know, oh, it's completely in the fray and these boys were my life. And um, so here I am trying to make sense of my brother's death all in the framework of my kids, my kids, my kids. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so now I'm gonna go back to this like quest I was on to try to make sense of it all. And you know, suicide, I'll just say it's it's very complex, and there's certainly no one answer to why. But one thing my research and exploration kind of did lead me to was the importance of resilience. And the reason why resilience jumped out at me is because it's teachable. It's something that we can work on actively to manage our own day-to-day mental health, but it's something that we can build in our kids. It was like something active that I could work on in my own family. Um, And so over the next few years, as my sons got older and I continued to learn more and more about resilience, I, I wanted to pass this learning on to them. And I'll say, of course, modeling resilience in our own lives for our kids is hugely important, but sometimes we don't always pull it off, right? We make mistakes. It's a whole do as I say, not as I do thing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it just occurred to me at some point that if we could talk to our kids about some of the social emotional concepts that go into resilience, that was something that was that was something that we could do. And um, of course, it had to be presented in the right way. And so ultimately, I got my dear friend and a 20 plus year veteran of child psychology on board, Dr. Amy Engelman. And we created the Biggie's Conversation Cards, which build resilience in elementary aged kids. Wow, that's amazing. And honestly, yeah, I can totally see that it it can be such a challenge to talk about some of these hard things. And I'm really sorry to hear about your brother. It does sound like oh, that's just such a tough thing to go through for him for you as well. Thank you. Um, So I guess let's dig in a little bit more to the cards. So I totally agree. Resilience is teachable. And and that seems like a great framework. What other types of issues are the cards addressing, I guess? Uh, So the cards are divided into five categories, body, mind, spirit, heart, and world. And each card, they're called the biggies one for multiple reasons, but one of the reasons is because they're physically big. They're six inches by eight inches. And each card is dedicated to a different social-emotional concept um, within you know, one of those five uh, categories. And so it's everything from boundaries to the mind-body link to wisdom, kindness, forgiveness, curiosity, the present. There's 25 cards, so 25 topics. Okay. Wow. Yeah, no, that sounds great. And I guess, so they're into these categories, but, you know, what what are each of the cards doing? How does it sort of become that fun and engaging piece for kids in, in the fact that you're also addressing really tough topics? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so when I was creating them, I, I was just thinking of my own son who, like, you know, he was super curious. He's always been very curious, but I think every kid is very curious. And Mm -hmm. if it's, if information is presented in the right way, then they're going to want to learn, learn, learn. And I structured the card so that there was a hook to each card. And the hook is, I call it a hook, but basically it's something that will engage the child. So it might be a fun fact, um, a little bit of history, a, a quote from a beloved movie, um, a silly, silly exercise, whatever it might be to just draw the child in. And then that, that hook is connected to the topic. And um, 
I think what you're saying, you know, I think kids and families, you know, different things resonate with different people. So each card has, you know, multiple talking points because though some people might want to discuss all of them, others might say, ah, I'll skip that one. Let's do this one instead or, you know, come back mm-hmm. to this later. So the idea is that there is some flexibility for families to, and, and it's necessary, right, to make it, to take it and make it your own. The cards are more of a framework for a discussion about, you know, these big topics. And I just really didn't find anything else out in the market that kind of encapsulated each topic. You could choose what you want to talk about um, on any given day. So Mm -hmm. that's what I think makes them special. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, a lot of the things that I've seen on the market either to kind of work through things or, you know, I've, I've seen a number of things around, you know, kids anxiety and stuff like that. A lot of it is really private. Like you maybe do it one-on-one with your child or you do it through like a workbook um, where this seems like it's, it's a conversation. It can be a group, it can be the whole family. And so that seems to be something really different to me as well. Yeah. And it was hard because, you know, obviously with putting something out there, you kind of need to specify an age Mm -hmm. group and they are definitely geared toward elementary age kids. But when you have like a little sibling, Mm -hmm. sometimes they're well more precocious, but they're along for the ride. Right. And then so they can join in. And sometimes when you have an older sibling, they might be a touch old for it, but yeah, if they're part of the group, then it, 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 going to kind of, the cards adapt to that. Um, And and that I think is something that it's true. And, and, and one thing I did want to, I also was really emphatic about in the directions on the card is that the questions are for everybody to answer. It's not oh, just okay. to kind of grill a kid about, you know, it's mm-hmm. for parents to share or teachers to share caregivers to share the adults to share just as much, because in my experience, kids love hearing about, your life and your history and Mm -hmm. it's their history too. And, um, and that oftentimes is the perfect seg to get a child to feel comfortable to open up. So, you know, that's, that's really important that everyone, like you're saying, you know, it's a whole family, it can be a whole family experience and it can be a one-on-one experience too, but. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. And they do learn so much through like stories. Yeah. That's where I could see, you know, your personal story would, would definitely help the children as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the how. So are the conversations meant to be more in a preventative manner or kind of more a reactive way? So I guess I was thinking like, you know, if you know, you're getting divorced, do you know, do you grab the divorce card? Um, or, you know, there's been a death you do it that way, or is it meant that you kind of, you get the pack of 25 and, you know, whenever you want to get started, you just kind of start working your way through the deck. Yeah, I think both. Um, both okay. I, I always, when I created them, I, I just imagined that you families would do kind of one card per sitting once a week or something like that. Okay. And yet, since putting them out, people have said to me, oh, yeah, you know, my son is dealing with this at school or whatever. So I, I pulled out the, um, you know, the the boundaries card or I pulled out the, the kindness card, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. I, I think that that either either works, um, just depending. 
Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. And then you could do it, you know, a couch night or dinner, that kind of thing. And just road trips, right. Yep. Cal, yep. You know, for sure. Dinner time once a week or bedtime. My, my kids are always more open and, and eager to, to talk and open up at bedtime for whatever reason. Actually, yeah, I shouldn't say for whatever reason. I have read that some kids, when they're put on the spot more and you're making eye contact with them, they're more reluctant to open up. And sometimes when you're in the dark or you're driving, mm-hmm. and so you're not making that direct eye contact that they're more inclined to, 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 to open up. So there might yeah, be that. absolutely. Or out for a walk with them. Are you looking for a way to satisfy your sweet tooth without the filler? Try Monk Pack. They make keto granola bars and keto seed and nut bars, as well as protein cookies. They come in plenty of flavors like the almond butter cocoa chip keto granola bar and the caramel sea salt keto nut and seed bar. They're great tasting. They're plant-based, gluten-free, low sugar, non-GMO, and no sugar alcohols. You can just enjoy these freely. You can go ahead and visit Monk Pack. Monk is spelled M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com. And in order to get a special discount, you can use my discount code REALLIFE15, all one word, to get 15% off your order. Visit monkpack.com today to try all of these amazing low sugar products. Okay, great. Um, so I guess I'm thinking like, what have you learned about some of these conversations with children, either having them yourself or feedback that you've had um, from people that have used the cards? You know, I think that kids have an ability to understand things that we consider complicated. I think they have a better ability to understand than we, than we give them credit for sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I also think that they want to talk about these things and they want to know. And I think that sometimes it's hard because you got to get it, you know, get them in the right moment because it's not always the case. Right. But that's not always the case with adults either. Like we don't always want to have big conversations. A lot of times we are very happy to engage in chit chat. Um, And so I, I think that kind of just diving in with kids. And I I also feel like sometimes even as adults, it's like we have um, hangups or we we have like certain things that make us less comfortable talking about some of these things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I've found with myself like, oh, wait, I don't want to discuss that topic yet. And once I do, it's like not as weird as I thought it would be. I feel like kids are just more, they're more free and more open. And it's a lot of times, you know, in the adult's head that these are big things that are hard to talk about. No, I mean, I think for kids, a lot of times they're not. They're just, you know, t- stuff that that if presented again in the right way and at the right time, it's like they're all over it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess just digging into more, and maybe this kind of reflects on some of your work with Dr. Engelman, why is it so important to get them talking about these things early? You know, first of all, as kids get older, it, it I think it gets harder. I think that um, when life gets more complicated, when you start having issues that really are stickier, um, sexuality, um, when suicide actually is something that's, you know, by the time high school, like these kids are aware of it. Um, mm-hmm. When when things just, when life gets 
what's more complicated, stress enters the picture. You know, if, if you don't have like a foundation for having these big conversations, if it's, if it's more, it's not something that you're doing regularly, it's going to be weirder, right? You, you don't have that basis. Whereas if you start when they're young and you start getting them to open up and you open up and you, and you create that give and take and you create that type of relationship where sharing is just what you do, um, I, I think that just helps you down the road. And I also feel like talking is the number way that we humans connect, right? That's how that's how we we engage with a per, with other people. And connection is the number one resilience building factor. It's the number one protective factor. Having you know for children having that at least one person who they feel is there for them unconditionally is not going to judge them, right? That is the most important protective factor. So, you know, in order to connect, you know, this is one, having these big conversations is, is one, you know, major factor there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and then I'm thinking too, so I can totally imagine families using it. Is this something that you could use in a classroom as well or, you know, some type of a group setting? Right. Yeah. And when we created them, we did intend for them to be used in the home. And yet since putting them out there, it's been great to see there's been so many teachers that have purchased them and even school districts that have said, oh, yeah, these are awesome for the classroom. Um, and I think they are great because teachers, my gosh, they, they're the most amazing people on earth, if you ask me, but they have a lot to get through in a day. And the cards don't have to be a huge, you know, multiple, you don't have to, they don't even take up an hour, right? They don't take mm-hmm. a lot of time and you can fit one in. And, and again, they are very, they're structured and yet there's um, flexibility with them. And so I think teachers have found them really useful which I'm so thrilled about. Cause like I said, we didn't intend for them to go, to go that way, but. Yeah, that's amazing. And I can see it. I mean, sometimes things come up in the classroom environment that are, are tricky to work through, or maybe they're reading a book or something like that. That's got mm-hmm. some, some themes in it that are challenging. So, so that makes a lot of sense. I guess one thing I was just thinking of is, you know, maybe digging into some of the specifics of the cards, but are there a few of them that maybe are your favorites, either because they've yielded, you know, really strong conversations or, you know, you've had good feedback or just you love kind of the movie quote on it or something like that? Are there any that you kind of are your little your favorite. Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. Um, Cause I always am trying to think like, what is the most important thing when it comes to resilience? I'm always, that's kind of always, and, cause I change my mind about it. I'm always like, what's mm-hmm. the most important thing to really to hone in on? Um, I'm trying to think if there's any cards that I really love. So the, the, I'll just say there is one card, it's called connection. And I I love that card because I think it's so important, right? I think that's what ultimately these cards are about. And um, there's another card that's about forgiveness. Um, and I think forgiveness is important, but but the forgiveness card kind of touches on empathy. Mm. And, and, you know, the idea that you have to imagine what someone else is feeling in order to give them the benefit of the doubt and forgive. Like if you if you have some argument. Um, but I, I think empathy is so important because, well, I'll just say, I used to think empathy was kind of like this 
like sympathy on steroids. Like it was just really the ability to feel how someone else is feeling. And as I've learned more and more, I've learned that empathy is actually, it's that, but it's also the ability to understand what someone else is needing and wanting from you. So it's like reading social cues, right? Right. And and picking up on kind of like social expectations. And all that ultimately goes back to connection. That's what enables us to connect, right? When you have someone who doesn't have that ability, that makes them feel separate. Whereas if you have someone who's really good at who's really good at empathy, they're going to really know how to be able to read people and engage with them and click with them. So I would say those two cards are are big for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those are really life skills. I mean, the forgiveness, the connection, those are things that you need your whole life. So that makes a ton of sense why they would be very central. Yeah. And, and in fact, you know, as I, as again, as I've learned more and more and, you know, I talk a lot about resilience, but at the end of the day, resilience, it's like all the same as like emotional intelligence, building mm-hmm. emotional intelligence, building resilience, um, all these kind of concepts. They're so similar, like how to be successful in life. They all kind of fit in the same category. They're, you know, it's all the same thing, just with different words, if you ask me. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. Do you love the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast? Well, first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, if you love the podcast and you want more and more to keep coming, I would love your support through Kofi.com. Kofi.com is a way that you can put a little money towards your favorite podcast. It can be as little as a few dollars one time, bunch of times, whatever you feel that you can give. And it helps to cover all the costs that go associated with podcasting. So if you would like to support this podcast, please consider donating through Kofi.com. You can find the link in my Instagram feed under Linktree. It's at Sarah Lady Gluten, or you can visit Kofi, K-O- hyphen fi.com slash learning to slay the beasts. I appreciate your support, whether you can give or not. Thanks so much for listening. Um, so I guess I'm wondering, are there any other tools or advice that, you know, you find helpful in terms of getting through the big things? And I mean, I'm thinking of kind of reflecting on what you've been through in your life with your brother, um, also even um, as a parent or or maybe in developing these cards and kind of getting them out there to the world. I think with resilience, it's a very personal thing because what makes one person resilient is going to make is is not going to be the same thing that makes another person resilient. For example, one you know one of the things that would build your resilience is um, or cause you you know that it's resilience is basically just that drive to keep going, to move beyond something when something bad happens in your life. And so you ask one person, well, what keeps you going? Well, maybe that's um, my love for bird watching. I just want to keep doing that. For another person, it might be uh, my love for family. For another person, it might be my um, ability to find, use humor to, you know, to get me through. Um, Mm -hmm. 
for another person that might be, I'm, I'm really good at meditating and, and, you know, finding that peace within and that keeps me going. So I think self-awareness and understanding what makes you tick for your kids, helping them understand what makes them tick, what, what keeps you going, right? What, what does it for you when you're down and out, you know, do you go on a run? Do you, um, most people call up a friend or someone that they, they trust, right? That that's kind of a given, but there's more to it. And having, you know, creating a self-awareness in our kids, talking to them, helping, asking them questions, getting, training them to kind of learn about themselves, understand themselves, their strengths, their weaknesses, what makes them tick, all this. I I feel like self-awareness is something that, that we need to really cultivate in our children. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's just kind of even leading me to thinking about that self-care part, right? Like the, you know, being self-aware, knowing then taking that step of, okay, now I need X, right? That's something that goes along in the development as well. Definitely. Definitely. That's great. And, you know, what are some of the things that are big for you, I guess, in terms of self-care? Is it like, are you, you know, into journaling or meditation or um, fitness, like things like that? Yes. I, um, all of the above. Um, I love a hot bath at the end of the day. You can ask, you can ask my husband, like hide out in the bathtub, just relaxing. <laughs> um, and yes, I think exercise is really big and in meditation, I wish I had time to do more of it, but I, I try mm-hmm. to do that, especially in intense times. And I, le- I lean on my support network and, I find I try to find, you know, active, I think finding activities that bring you joy is is also a big one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, same. I love a good bath. And uh, I definitely don't meditate as often as I would like. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I do think that is a bit of a busy mom thing where you know, you're constantly like, I want to get to do it. But it's really challenging because someone always finds you and (laughs) Yeah. And then when I do do it, I'm always like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Why do I do this more often? (laughs) Yeah. I know. I know. Absolutely. Same. That's great. Well, you know, I'm really glad that, um, that you're working on this. I mean, it sounds really amazing and I think um, super helpful in a really positive way to kind of, um, do as you said and, and foster that teachable resilience in, in our children. That's, it's just a wonderful project. Thank you. And I love what you're doing too, Sarah. I think what yeah. you're you know, contributing to this world is, is amazing. And, and um, these conversations are so helpful to so many people. And, and I'm just thrilled to have been a part of it. Oh, great. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Are there any other kind of projects that you've got coming up? Or do you do speaking around these or anything like that? Um, I do. I I do podcasts and I've kind of gotten into that and speaking to groups. But right now I still feel like I have a lot of energy to put toward the biggies and Mm -hmm. and kind of getting them out into the world. And um, that's what I'm focused on at this moment. But who knows what's coming uh, ahead? I'm, I'm eager to see myself. So that's great. Um, so how can listeners find out more about you if they're looking to find you personally online, social media, and then the cards as well? Sure. So the website where the, you can purchase the cards and you can learn more about the cards and learn more about me and, and, and Amy is called thebiggiescards.com. And 
social media wise, um, the handle for the Biggie's cards, it's at Biggie's cards. So without the, but, um, we're on Inst- Instagram and, and Facebook. Awesome. Okay. That sounds great. Um, perfect. Well, I will link those up into the show notes so that everyone can just kind of click away when, when they want to explore these a little bit more. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Um, like I said, I think this is a really great product and, and it will help so many people. Oh, thank you so much. Jay. I really appreciate it. And, and like I said, you're doing amazing stuff yourself and I'm happy to be linked to you. Have you read my novel Pendulum by S.E. German yet? If not, what are you waiting for? And if you have, I would love to hear from you. If you don't know about Pendulum, it's a heartwarming story about a young boy who starts to experience neuropsychiatric symptoms after an infection. We follow the boy as he goes through many regular, real middle grade issues like moving, having a crush, playing sports, also while experiencing neuropsychiatric symptoms like anxiety, OCD, tics, panic attacks, and more. If you're interested in checking out Pendulum by S.E. German, it is available through Amazon Worldwide where you can even see a preview of the book or you can listen to chapter one, which is on episode 64 of the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. I hope you enjoy the novel and thanks for your support. Thank you so much to Devin Tomiak for talking with me today about how to have some of these conversations with our kids. I am very interested in the Biggie's cards. I think that is a great concept and she's doing wonderful work to help some of us parents who want to have these conversations but aren't necessarily sure how to approach it. I think these would also be a really interesting gift to give over the holidays. So definitely go check out the website www.thebiggiescards.com. I often like to give my children um, something like a journal or maybe a book, you know, that's kind of working on self. And so this could be kind of a gift that you could give the whole family as well and, and kind of create that connection that you're looking for. So again, you can check out more on the Biggie's Cards, also on the Instagram at Biggie's Cards, and find out more about Devin. I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind, this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and TikTok, at Sarah Lady Gluten or Facebook, Sarah underscore Gluten Free Lady. You can also visit my website, which includes author information, speaking information, and more info on the podcast at www.se-german.com. If you like the podcast, please feel free to review the podcast on your favorite platform and also subscribe because it means that it will show up for you every week on your favorite podcast platform. Also, we've just started to have the ability to support the podcast. You can find this link in my Instagram bio or visit Kofi ko-fi.com slash learning to slay the beasts. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.